Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Good Vibes of Jason B. A now just J- Good Vibes of Jason B. No longer Good Vibes of Jason B. A Broad Minds and More podcast. It's just Good Vibes of Jason B. And that's our podcast show. So welcome to episode two of season four. And today we're going to talk about uh, shortcomings and our value system. A uh, little bit of a uh, reading from Stoicism and so on and so forth so stay tuned for a great addition thank you pde for the wonderful intro i definitely appreciate and i'd also like to take this time to introduce um one of my uh let's just say coast or sponsors uh from ashina diane from divine love coaching i definitely encourage uh, you all to check her out she can definitely help you out with your materials in your business or in your profession or Uh, personal life, uh, development, love, whatever you want, helping you achieve your goals through uh, strategizing through the laws of attraction and so on and so forth. So I want to say thank you to Sheena, uh, Diane, for um, allowing me to advertise. You know, I'm grateful just to advertise anybody really and to share their message and add prosperity. Also, I'd like to say a personal thank you to the couple discussions I've had lately. Um, my good friend Matt, um, Matt uh, Anesis, or yeah, Anesis, excuse me, that's his last name from the Anesis experience. He's also a good friend and colleague, and I really I appreciate him immensely. Also, want to give a shout out to Strong Body, Strong Soul for also um, tagging me to a few interesting um, Instagram posts as well as Facebook. And interesting to expand your your mind with different materials and new avenues to take down and i'd also like to take time to recognize uh patrick from we live on a planet um patrick's a great podcaster a fellow colleague and i've been listening to him as well as um i've been listening to uh the brad lee show and uh order of man those are the couple podcasts that i've been doing so uh, it is august 25th um, 2020. Um, I'm in Stockton, California, taking a little bit of time out of my morning just to record for you guys. So thank you for the wonderful response and listening to season four, episode one into the introduction and rebranding of good vibes, Jason B. That was very, 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 um, helpful for me to do that and growing expansion. And I've gained actually because of you and rebranding, 10 brand new listeners so thank you for all those who have definitely participated if you'd like to be a guest on the show feel free to um, write me at goodvibeswithjasonb at gmail.com I'll leave the details in the show and that's definitely something we're going to work on we're working on a recording working on editing learning things learning how to use different softwares and different technologies Um, I'm definitely appreciative right now on the equipment that i have so i'm currently using a blue yeti a usb um, microphone and i'm going to be moving on eventually to um, the rode podcast mic along with the roadcaster pro interface so it's a new piece of equipment that i've received so we definitely appreciate um experiencing and expanding my horizons with the new equipment to create uh, greater diversity going forward i'll be able to have calls come in directly into my phone i'll be able to record the content when i interview people so everything considered with 
COVID-19 and how we have to have social distancing. So a uh, video is in the works. Um, I have not developed um, a YouTube uh, channel yet. I mean, I want to, but the thing is, it's like in order to really put me in a good place into being on video, I feel like I need to get an education on um, just learning how to film. So I've definitely been working on that as well. And what else have been going on? Uh, yeah, it's mostly personal development. So um, stay tuned. We're going to take a brief little break and we'll be right back with the content of this show. Thank you. Sheena, and I am a life coach specializing in law of attraction. I want to thank you guys for having me today. I'm so excited to be here on this show, and I want to share with you what it is that I do. As a law of attraction life coach, it's my job to help you on your journey of life. What that means is if you have a goal, I help you reach it. We don't dwell on things that happened in the past. What we do is work on what you want for your future. I have group coaching classes or one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions, whichever you prefer. I'm very flexible and I really wanna help you get through whatever it is you're going through, whether it's your love life, whether it's you starting a new job or business, or whether you just need to get out of the funk that you're in, I really wanna be there for you. So take my hand so I can walk with you on your journey of life because as Tony Robbins says, Life coaches see things that you don't see. So if you're interested in my services, check me out at divine, D-E-V-I-N-E hyphen L-O-V-E dot com. That's divine hyphen love dot com. And if you'd like to follow me on my podcast, it's called Divine Love, Ask, Believe, and Receive. I would love to have you guys follow me over there as well. I can't wait to hear from you. Thank you, Sheena Diane, for uh, recording a commercial for uh, my station, and I will gladly promote your life coaching as I take advantage of it from time to time. Sheena Diane is one of my personal laws of attraction life coach, helps me figure out a few things here and there and how to get aligned with just uh, kind of like my natural self, a spiritual self. Um, when you get coaching for laws of attraction, it's not saying that it's challenging your religion or your faith. It's just kind of working with everything, so to speak. So definitely um, visit uh, Divine Love Life Coaching with Sheena Diane, and I'll leave the details of that um, written here in the show notes today. So uh, let's get going forward. Um, so today's reading is from the Daily Stoic. It says, Let's read this again. Respect the past, but be open to the future. And here's what the great philosopher Seneca said, according to his moral letters, 33.11. Won't you be walking in the predecessor's footsteps? Question mark. I surely will use the older path, but if I find a shorter and smoother way, I'll blaze a trail there. The ones who pioneered these paths aren't our masters, but our guides truth stands open to everyone it hasn't been if no it hasn't been monopolized 
So here's what the the writer um, Ryan Holiday has said. He says traditions are often time tested best practices for doing something. But remember today, conservative ideas were once controversial and cutting edge and innovative. This is why we can't be afraid of experimenting with new ideas. In Seneca's case, he might be embracing some new ph- philosophical insight that improves on writing of Zeno or Clinthius. In our case, perhaps the breakthrough of psychology improves on the writing of Seneca or Marcus Aurelius, or perhaps we have a breakthrough of our own. If these ideas are true and better to embrace them, use them. You don't need to be a prisoner of dead old men who stopped learning 2,000 years ago. So here's my interpretation, um, in my opinion, about the writings. A few things. Um, So according to the quote from Seneca, the ones who pioneered these paths aren't our masters, but our guides. I think that's very important to recognize that specific line right there, because the people, my ancestors, your ancestors, the people who set out great knowledge and recorded it, whether written, verbal, or even through folklore tale, are valuable, a valuable asset and what they had to go through in the times that what they had to deal with. And I feel if we recognize, you know, yes, um, we have come tremendous leaps and bounds in, in time. And what we have to understand is that just because it's old doesn't mean it's obsolete either. You know, things that are built, the use of a wheel or even a wagon to a car, or I mean, from a wheel to a wagon, to a carriage, to a car you know, to planes, um, and whatever comes next, they, one was built on top of the other transportation in, in, in its essence has been, you know, gradual. It hasn't always happened all at once, but it took innovation and creativity and new ideas to challenge the new frontiers of the, of the current times. And what also that line makes me think of is like sometimes doctrines, dogmas that, are taught culturally or philosophically, religiously, you know, when we go to church and you can hear a pastor or you can hear people say, well, God's truth is this. And just by listening to what they just said is God's truth is this and who's speaking and who's the authority, you know, I'm not disagreeing with what they're saying, but I question things. I question how it's interpreted, you know, and I remember when I was a teenager, um, I was a part of a youth group and one of the pastors was reading out of a book, a a Bible version I never knew. And it was called an NIV, New International Version. And I just had the King James, you know, my, my mom was Methodist, my dad was Catholic and that's what we had. So when the King James was written, it's very written in um, Shakespearean kind of language, English language. And then you hear the NIV and it's like, essentially they're trying to say the same thing, but in essence, I kind of feel like they are, they, they argue with each other and that's not what it's saying. So what someone interprets one thing can be different for another. And that interpretation is 
allowed on your attention. So when he says, you know, the ones who pioneered these paths aren't our masters, but are the guides. What he's basically saying is, is like, whatever your belief system, whatever your theological system is, it's like, yeah, these guys, when they didn't have nothing. I mean, can you imagine being at the dawn of creation and you're in existence and you have no electricity, none, none of the modern needs, and you're trying to find meaning inside your life and, and purpose, and let alone raising a legacy of family and leading when there are no backup plans. And I think that we've gotten so comfortable that sometimes we, we I think it, we religiously ignore history. We ignore and we alter it for our best means. And when he said that line, he's like, they're the guides, but our guides. I kind of feel like it's like, yeah, it's a good point to start. And, you know, if you can find a new way better for you. So I really feel that that's really important. But then the next line, he says, true stands open to everyone and it hasn't been monopolized. So what he's basically saying is, is that what you're understanding is not going to be only to one perspective. And when you challenge rules, when you challenge theology, when you challenge ideas, you're going to get a lot of pushback. Because what you're trained to deal with and how to operate. I'll give you a prime example. One thing that I'm dealing with personally, I am a mixed cultured person. I'm Mexican on one side and I'm Irish on the other or European on the other. And throughout my time in this lifetime, and I've been in relationships where one would say, I prefer this culture over the other. Well, it's because that's part of your white side, or this is because your Mexican side. They reason things to identify by labels and culture by your lacks and not a promotion or acceptance. And I've seen it and I, I really, I, to me, it really bothers me inside because to me, culturally, I appreciate all of it. You know, I can appreciate every single person's culture, but what I don't appreciate is the isolationist kind of an attitude. Like it's because we're Mexican or it's because we're Irish. You're, you can't be a part of us. You can't associate with us because of this, because of that label. And so I think that's where, you know, those two lines really come into play when Seneca's talking about, you know, they're not just because they, it happened that way. The masters, this is just like, they, this is what, how they got to accept themselves. You know, maybe they didn't have a mirror to look in. Maybe they didn't have, you know, great writers, but they found something that worked for them. So let it can come to comfort and ease, but not take away the challenge. So when they kind of say that, you know, true stands open to everyone, you know, your truth is allowance of your operating system, your operating of mind. So think about this. If sometimes your culture or your background or the way that you were raised is inappropriate for the times now, and we're seeing that drastically all over as COVID-19 is hitting, I'm noticing that, you know, many businesses are going out of business for good. The small business is being smothered and there's no 
there's no answer in sight. And the leaders in place, I don't think they have a clue, you know, or an idea for their grand plan. So it's going to take innovativeness and creativeness to get us out and to get us to a normal. Like, okay, here is my normal. Let me just declare this really, really quickly. My normal is I don't need contact tracing. My normal is I don't need to wear a mask every single place. I. That's going to be my that is my reference of normal. My normal will allow me to shake hands with others and hugging, embracing each other, look at people in the eye, identify their experience, and not just be like six feet away. This uh, this pandemic, retroactively speaking, is only a temporary thing for me, and I'm not giving up on humanity. I'm not giving up on hope. So, what I would challenge people to think is. Don't rely on the people that claim to be masters because they're just guides. They're trying allegedly to help us, but in, in most of our eyes, they're hindering us. So we have to expand our horizons and expand our, our understanding beyond what their capability is. Because let's face it, those in power only stay in power because they become relevant. And I'm not trying to preach conspiracy of rebel, but what I am saying is, is that these things that we talk about and conspiracize, you know, it's not set in stone. Things can change and you can improve and technology changes all that. Technology gives us so much, you know, and at the same time, we have to realize that sometimes the old ways are the greatest ways. Like even just thinking about this now, like as my daughter was struggling um, the other day, you know, it's like I tell her, you practice so much time being good at your iPhone or your iPad and being good on social media and TikTok that you can't even master the skill of reading and comprehension. So if that's the problem, then stop using that device so much. And of course the kid's going to reject and they're going to be like, what do you know? You don't know nothing. And I said the same thing probably when I was a kid, except we didn't have that. I think the close, I think maybe pagers were no, not even pagers were available when I graduated high school <laughs> video games. A lot of the things that we enjoy now came about within the last 20 years. You know, the 1990s was a huge pioneer for the internet. So it allowed us to transfer information and, and perspective in so many different ways. So what I want you to walk away with on this one, on this particular reading, and I'm sorry I'm taking so long about talking about this, but um, what I want you to walk away is stop being afraid of what will be in the future. Stop being afraid of something you cannot control. The only thing you can control is your attention, your intention, and what you're going to do. And if you realize that power, that changes the whole playing field. So if all of a sudden we all stopped, say, like being so much on our, our devices, for example, say like you stopped being on your iPhone or your Android, these companies that pay for heavy influence, you know, and leverage and listen to, to your material to coordinate how to sell to you no longer have that what do they have a guessing game you know so 
think about that you know so when we complain well it's the media's influence it's the social media it's the it's facebook it's instagram it's whoever you claim it to be um it just comes down to the principle of you understanding of what you allow yourself to use so i would like to encourage like for example my daughter to learn how to write cursively to be able to perfect her signature um i would like to encourage my daughter to read books even of the old and be able to write manually you know so there's a reference point so it's a creative point so it's kind of like the launch pads like someone had to lay the foundation let's let's use this last analogy best way so say like you want to launch a rocket to mars and in order to do that there's a lot of things that got to take place but the first most important thing is as you got to design a foundation of where this rocket is going to be launched from it's got to have firm ground it's got to have support you know space you know as as far as area to operate in and then the second most um is engineering a rocket you know those are the two basic most things that have to happen you know and then the third is human involvement someone's got to get in it and travel you know and then it becomes more semantical like we got to plant the destination how much fuel how much force how much centrifugal force that needs to be uh noted and um a plot point what possible variables that we can or cannot see so it becomes a trickle down effect so it's kind of like it just drips down and down and down and down and down but the first before you can even get there it has to come from the idea the inspiration and from that inspiration you you know you create a plan it's like yep i got to build a launch pad kind of build a foundation and the foundation is off this. Anyhow, so that's kind of like my take on stoicism today. So what I want you to think of is like don't be afraid of the future, but take an accord of what you will or will not allow. I think the latest thing that I've been hearing Elon Musk and Bill Gates and several other organizations is they want to put microchips so that they can track our, track us and know how we perform, how we live, um how they can figure out health conditions. I mean, they want to do all these things, but it just seems like to many of us that's too much control. So, um I'm not here to advocate for what they're doing or go against, but um I'm not really for that. I'm not really open for that technology at this point because I see it counterproductive at this time, but it could change. So, We're going to go on to our next topic and I'll be right back with this brief little break. Okay, so we're back again here to ready to record and do the best day and live the best possible way we can. So we're going to talk about shortcomings. And what is a shortcoming, so to speak? Now, according to Google, we'll define what shortcomings is. So give me just a moment. I should have been more prepared for this, but that's okay. I mean, sometimes it just you're winging it and then I am winging it right now. But I know that um what I wanted to talk about So, this is what shortcomings is. A fault or failure to meet a certain standard, typically a person's character, a plan or a system. 
Um, but it also says, um, well, no, it doesn't really expand on the definition. But they do give a, an alternative. And it says the definition of shortcoming is a failing or something that is considered to be a flaw. An example of shortcoming is when you are messy and disorganized person. Shortcomings, you know, your di from yourdictionary.com. And I feel like that's very, very important to kind of identify right now. A lot of people are being brutal with each other and very judgmental. Like if you can't deliver, I don't want to deal with you. Or if you can't meet it, I'm not going to employ you. Or if you're not going to be this way, if you can't supply lifestyle means, I'm going to leave you, you know? So going according to the dictionary, when it says, you know, a fault or failure to meet a certain standard. So what are the standards that you make for yourself? What are the, what are the ideas and the belief systems that you operate by? And it literally sabotages your, your position or your status. You know, for example, um, one of my friends, he's of a certain religion and I'm not going to go into naming that, but one of the things about him is, is that he does absolutely no work on Saturdays, none whatsoever. And one of the things that he said you know, one of the things that he said to me was, you know, there's parts of my faith that I absolutely adore and love. And there's this part where at this time it, it costs me opportunity. And when we were talking about this and I said, is it, do you feel it's like a shortcoming or is it just a standard of responsibility? You know, and he didn't really know what to say at the time when we were talking about it and when we were going into it i said faith is supposed to empower us not religion and he's like that's that's an interesting perspective to look at things and i said you know i've been through so many different churches and i've been through similar religions that correspond with each other have the same basis and idea but they differ in their message and one of the things that stood out to me recently when I was reading a book or I was reading and listening to a book that I've been working on and it's called, let me pull it right up. The code of the extraordinary mind by uh, Vishen Lakani. Um, he's, he's the creator and owner of, I believe mind Valley. And Mind Valley is a growing learning experience through so many different forums and subject matters. And one of the things I remember listening to in his book, and he was saying, the limited beliefs are just that they're limited. But if you can build something and update the programming, updating the belief system from when those people who trailblazed and set the parameters of, of the following of the faith, you know, it's not that it's a, um, it's a, it's an absolute, then there's always room for growth. And when I started, I started having problems with my faith, probably 
10 years ago, I'd have to say, yeah, about 10 years ago, I had problems with my faith and I'd only want to go to my faith and I'd only want to go to my religion when I was in pain. But what about when I wasn't in pain? So was that a shortcoming on my behalf? Yes, it was. It is. So recently, as I was talking to my friend, Matt, not to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring this all together. As I was talking to my friend, Matt, I was said, you know, what we're doing now is restoring my faith in not only myself, but my God and updating my relationship with God or my faith is a beautiful thing. And I remember being a part of this men's group and there was a couple individuals that are always so stuck on rhetoric and they're stuck on, um, like, no, this is the rule of God. God's, God's love is, and God's way is. And I'm like, in my head without trying to piss them off, how do you know what God's will is? How can you determine to another what God's will is? Because according to Christ, we don't know shit basically. And God came, you know, put himself in human form. And I'm sure he's done that many other times, but one, the most renowned and known in history right now is Jesus Christ, you know, to our recollection. But I believe that he has put himself in many different cultures with the same premise to treat each other well, to be fair as possible, to not be greedy, to not steal, you know, to not envy, you know, but to live and take care of this beautiful earth as well as each other. And what I feel where my shortcoming was as I left my church, I did, I couldn't take it no more. But as I was talking to my friend, Matt yesterday, we were saying how that it, this is restoring my faith. This is God's work. I'm really having to alter my profession and the way that I live and the way that I talk and the way that I do things, even the way that I love my partner, my, my wonderful partner, um, Adriana. And it really kind of just what I was thinking was, is like, because I was fighting with myself. I was fighting, you know, like, Oh, I got to tell her this. I can't really tell too much. You know, I can't show too much emotion. And it just became one big giant stress ball. So what I ended up coming up with were my failure, like, like the definition, it's your, your standard. My standards weren't clear. My standards weren't absolute. My, my standards weren't distinguished. And so I'm going back to my other friend, he, he's on that faith. And when he was complaining about having to go to church on Saturdays, where he is a realtor, he cannot show homes from, I think it's like 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. So basically the whole morning. And he understands, he knows that he has, I mean, his wife looks up to him. His kids look up to him on Saturdays. That's when they go to church, not Sundays, Saturdays. So when he was telling me about it, he's like, oh, I just hate this because so many people want to meet with me in the morning and I feel like I'm missing out. But my faith 
and the standard is I keep this consistency. It keeps me in consistency of what's been bestowed in my honor from up above. And I said, well, when we were talking about it more on another occasion, we were talking about how those shortcomings, which he felt were shortcomings, was actually an asset. Because at the end of the day, that was his standard. And yes, people are more readily available on Saturday mornings. But real buyers, you know, want to buy, period. They don't give a damn whether it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. When they want to look at a house, they'll make it happen. And so instead of feeling that he regretted what he was doing and where he was going, I encouraged him to think about it a different way. I encouraged him like, well, this is your standard of operations and then people will respect you either way. And he's like, yeah, that's true. That's very true. I said, because you stick to that, that's your consistency. And that consistency sends a message out to people, maybe of a similar faith or the same or, or who need that kind of a person to buy from. Cause let's face it. There's real estate agents are like a dime a dozen all promoting that they have your best interest at hand. But at the end of the day, they're just trying to sell and make their money. But when you take authenticity of the experience of the standard, that adds a whole night, whole new dynamic is I told him, I said, you know, I said, Raj, what you can do is, is you're focused on your family value values. And that's a beautiful thing because there's a lot of people who want to buy good homes who represent that too. Maybe not the same exact faith, but they represent the same thing too. So if you have to give up four hours of your time on Saturday morning compared to the rest of the week, I think it's a minuscule cost compared to the grand scheme of things. So what I want you to think about today in about shortcomings, I want you to think about if you have to say to yourself, I'm not good enough, or I need to be more organized, work at those things daily. Even if it's just five, 10 minutes a day, if you can work at these things five to 10 minutes a day, you're going to make progress just like a, a logger chopping a redwood down. It's not all going to happen in like one in five minutes. You know, you have to set yourself up for the tree to be cut down. And when that tree's cut down, it's going to provide a home for somebody. It's going to provide a resource for somebody or somebody's. So remember, never take more than what you need and share the excess, you know, and your shortcoming will be an asset and your standard. Well, that's all the time I have for this episode of Good Vibes with Jason B. Um, I am very grateful. I'm live on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. If you haven't found me, feel free to email me at goodvibeswithjasonb at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter and it's good. It's at capital good. Then there's no space vibes. Um, Jason B and the start of each word is capitalized. So it's like G capital G, capital V, capital J, capital B, but it's just good vibes 
Jason B. You can find me on Twitter and I highly recommend you do so, you know, because I will be tweeting more often. Um, I'm also created a Snapchat. I haven't really got involved, but with my Snapchat, I just started a private or not, I mean, a, a page for good vibes with Jason B the podcast. And so let me get to, and it's just good vibes with Jason B. That's all it is. That's, that's my Snapchat. So if you want to reach out to me on Snapchat, feel free to, to do so. Anyhow, that's all the time I have. You all have a wonderful day and enjoy what you have of it.